Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. I'm Will Hasty. I'm Alon Danziger. And I hope you all are having a lovely afternoon. Look, I'm really excited for today's show. We've got a very good friend of mine. Do we? Elizabeth Hunter coming on later. She's coming on a little later. She is, she is. She is a very talented musician. Yes. We are uh, looking forward to our guest. Uh, indeed, indeed. We are glad that you are joining us here, whoever is out there uh, listening to us either on uh, their computer or perhaps on either the Android or... The iOS app. Yes, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash iPhone or Android uh, to download that. Said app, gotta say, love the iOS app. I mean, I am an Android person myself. I live in the past, I admit. (laughs) We are a 501c3 not-for-profit organization. That's Radio Free Brooklyn he's talking about. Yes, Radio Free Brooklyn is all about giving to our community an open platform to promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We do rely primarily on the donations from listeners like you, and if you would like to help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent will help us continue to stay on the air. Please help support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law, and uh, that also applies to what could not be a more splendid uh timing uh for Indeed. this for this high school uh after school program it's going to be starting up next year so uh please 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 give us some of your hard-earned dollars for the what will be a very very good cause the kids are going to be coming in and learning about how to use radio media making with a hands-on approach guided how by to professionals. find their voices exactly. radio free is being willing to give kids a chance that they would have literally no other else let even ladies and gentlemen please give yeah i mean i would have totally been all about this if i was in high school you so. kidding me this would have been my shit yeah exactly so if you're interested in participating in that donate to the program at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash after school or uh, even so, just go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate uh, and please donate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. I think if you still donate five hundred dollars, I can't confirm this for sure, but mm. uh, you will get the studio named after you. Just saying, mom, if you do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, guys, it's only five hundred bucks. It's not much. <laughs> so at any rate, thank you for uh, doing that. P.S. Your name is on the studio for roughly five to seven <laughs> seconds, but it's there. It's we don't definitely know. That, there. I don't know what he's talking about. That cannot be verified. <laughs> Finally, if uh, you want to learn about any of our upcoming events, including one that uh, is coming up uh, only in about a week the or so. The wonderful Christmas party. Sign up for our newsletter to keep up to date with our new programming, upcoming events, interviews, ticket giveaways, special offers on Schwag Schwag, and much, much more. Schwag Schwag Schwag. More free stuff. More free stuff. Radio Free Brooklyn is the newsletter, and you can go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter to sign up for that. It oh, will yeah. only come to your inbox once a month because we are dedicated to a spam-free, spam-free universe. universe.
world, universe, galaxy, whatever. Spam is just bullshit. Get it's rid all of bullshit. spam. We all want of we want fact. Get we out of here, Nigerian name. prince. Bother some <laughs> other schmo in Nebraska. We do have a really nice show for you this week, and we really yeah. appreciate you um being here with us. So without further ado, shall we begin? Let's begin. to introduce a very good friend of mine, Elizabeth Hunter, and an amazing musician. She's a soul-infused multi-instrumentalist songwriter whose tone is most often compared to Amy Whitehouse and Nora Jones. She was a finalist on Fox 5's New York Star of the Day and is currently working on her debut album out this spring. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce Elizabeth Hunter? Hi, guys. Yeah! Welcome, welcome. It's nice to have another fresh face to the studio. (laughs) Will has been big upping you, Liz. I, I have to uh, clarify that this has been uh, probably the, the most hyped guest that we've had in quite some time. Well, I, I think that's just Will, really. That's uh, that's that's good. He's a, he's, a, that? he's a hype man. You're a good hype man. I kind of am a hype man. You know man. what? You know what? We're 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 both good hype men. Honestly, mm-hmm. honestly, honestly, Liz, I pre I appreciate it, but don't take it to heart. We said the same thing about Timmy Daniels. Oh, was alive. <laughs> no, it's okay. But it, absolutely, but, take it to heart. You're amazing. Liz never lived in an office building, though. No. Where 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 were you uh, living when uh, you first moved to New York? My first when I first moved to New York, uh, before I got back from London, I lived in this little building. I had my own place, which was amazing, but it just uh, was it was lying about being a one bedroom. Do you know those? They just put up a wall. You know, I I'm, I've heard of these things. Half bedroom. Mm. Or or and the deal is there's no window, so it doesn't yeah. count. But I was very, uh, that doesn't was count very as a bedroom. Lucky. I shouldn't have. I should, have, I should have had a much shittier first first. Uh, you know, I did have a horror story recently, but um. Oh no. Yeah. Do you want something you want want to Actually, share? Actually, no. We should probably just cut it just in case. <laughs> just in case anybody's listening, I, I want to. I know that's right. I'm just want to. I just want to stay mysterious. To that's the fans. fair. No, no. Hey, it so works. you want to stay mysterious, but yet here you are uh, uh, on a, a most a momentous occasion uh, on the eve of not the eve specifically, but uh, in preparation for releasing uh, your debut album. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, my debut album. Um, and you yeah. don't have a title right. for it yet. <laughs> No, I haven't decided really what's the title tracks. Also, I'm releasing it as a visual album, so each track is going to come out with a music video. Yeah, in it. that's so cool. You're, you're you're going all like Beyonce on it, aren't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're like so similar. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I was talking to her yesterday. She thought it was a good idea. Text her on the reg. <laughs> I couldn't help but overhear that you were saying that you were uh, in London. How long were you in London for? Uh, Almost about two years. Really? Yeah. And you were playing music in your apartment and people weren't bothered by that? <laughs> in London? No, I lived in a house full of musicians. That's it was a awesome. musician's house. It's actually, we had a grand piano in the main room. It was oh, really God, nice. How'd you link up with those guys? 
Um, well, I had studied music in London before. I had for when I studied abroad, I studied like orchestration, classical orchestration. Very different from what I'm doing now. With a focus mm-hmm. in guitar? Or? No, no. Uh, I was a composer and I, and I conducted. Wow. Um, so yeah, very, very different. Yeah. Um, but you know, everything lead you know helps everything really. Um, I definitely wrote some strings in on this album, and it was nice to have that ability. I just, you know, I have my best friend over there, Daisy, who Will has met when mm. she came to, and he was who has played in the studio actually. Played in what? The studio. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Oh yeah. Uh, small world. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so she hooked me up with them. I'd met one of them once before, but yeah, I was pretty lucky. The London experience was uh, something that uh, clearly helped increase your, uh, I guess, your musical boundaries. Like it, it expanded everything in terms of what, what makes you who you are as an artist. No, for sure. Because so basically, I was working as a musician in New York before that, but there were two things. One, I was starting to get offered work that I just didn't have the technical know-how because I had learned how to, you know, I studied orchestration, how to write music, and you know, on paper or writing music software. But I hadn't learned the tech side of it at all. And that's just so necessary today. So I started to get offered work I wasn't really qualified for. So I knew I needed to learn. And then also I've been working with other producers when I had to produce my songs. And I just I just couldn't really get what I wanted. And I knew I needed to kind of learn more to be able to do it myself. So this is a self-produced album that's coming out. And it's... Uh, yeah, it just took a lot of time to. It's not an easy craft. No, no, no. It, it definitely <laughs> is not. But no, it's totally worth it. It feels like this album is more me than anything I've put out. So that's. I mean, that's a that's a true accomplishment. I mean, that's something totally insane to actually be. What do you, able what do you think, Will? Because you've heard you've heard the full album and you've heard my stuff before. Do you notice a difference? To be honest, there's a pretty fundamental difference. I mean, you've always been a good writer. You've always been a good songwriter. But the difference here is that. There's a level of sort of complexity, and there's also a level of orchestration that has never that that I haven't that I didn't really see in some of your older work. I was listening to a couple albums of the song, and I mean Elon and uh, songs and our, from the album, songs from the album. But <laughs> there you e- go. <laughs> but um, Elon knows that I'm a filmmaker, but like it's very rare that you come across a couple pieces of music that just suddenly spark ideas and just get you riled, and you're immediately into something. And there are good. You know, of what is roughly how many tracks in total? I believe it was like something crazy, like fourteen. Yeah, it's around. It's That's twelve awesome. to fourteen. It's a lot. Literally of songs. awesome. No, no, it's great. Fourteen tracks no, on dude, this album. It, dude, it's it's a good album. And like, and so what's totally insane is that, um, at least like on my first listen through, at least four of those songs, immediately, like I just stopped and like kept listening to those songs over and over and over again because I was just hooked. Like it's so rare to find pieces of music that really genuinely speak to a like Wait, a deep emotional state. Four out of the fourteen, that's an insult. That is not no 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I'm saying when I was first listening to the album, ever I had to stop because I just kept going back to the songs. Backtracking here over to uh how you even came about wanting to go to school for composing. Uh, I mean, I think there's a good. That's a good place to start. Uh, where are you from originally? Are you from here? No, I'm from Baltimore originally. From Baltimore, mm-hmm. and then you were setting your eyes on Wesleyan for their music composition department. Well, basically, I well, like a lot of people who go to Wesleyan. I loved a thousand different things, and yeah. I guess you can always like. If you try hard enough, you can follow a line back and say, oh, she was always meant to do this. But I really did have a lot of interest. I loved playwriting. I still do. I still write. Uh, And so I have like many different interests. And so I just 
went to a liberal arts school where everyone was as indecisive as me. But <laughs> get um, out of here, liberal arts and indecisions. <laughs> Amazing. No way. So I yeah I went to Hi, Wesleyan guys. and then I don't know it just kind of uh, I was doing more music and it kind of yeah settled into one of my two majors was music and then. Yeah, I don't know. Like when I came to New York, I kind of was like, okay, you gotta focus, Elizabeth. Pick something, you know? or, or else New York will decide for you. Yeah, or else Literally. Will, or yeah. New York will decide your lawyer. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so inspirations then, in terms of um, the fact that you had so many interests in college, and college is the perfect breeding ground to sort of focus on one of those things or two of those things, maybe three if you're ambitious enough. Um, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they go hand in hand, you see. No, um, but. Inspirations, uh, musical inspirations that kind of led you Who to your focus influences? on that. Well, to Who focus you... on that specifically, yeah. you know? Um, for me, it was like a huge... Mo- I, I I don't want to say I was completely sheltered growing up, but yeah, I was pretty sheltered. <laughs> you uh, didn't have musicians in the household? <laughs> oh, no, no. They, My mom wanted us to be well-rounded people. Who's so us? How many of you? Uh, I have two siblings. Okay. Middle you child know. or younger? Or I'm older? the youngest. Oh, boy. I'm the youngest. I'm baby. Wanted us to be well-rounded people. Yeah. So, but... I think my mom would always be like, you know, anytime someone said I was talented or pretty, she'd say, well, she's smart too. You know, she could do other things. Of course. <laughs> um, and, you know, basically for my family, it was like, okay, if you know you have to do this, then okay. <laughs> then sure. we'll be behind you. But anyway, so to get back to influences, my parents didn't play a lot of music in the house. So when I got to Wesleyan, like I remember in high school, someone saying saying something about Queen, and I was like, "Who's she?" Like, really, 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 really bad. Oh my god! Um, but when I went to Wesley, and I remember there's this uh, there's this big band on campus that was called Kinky Spigot, and oh, yeah. it was uh, what a remember? name. Yeah, I know what a name, right? They had it down, um, and they were a Motown cover band. Okay, and it was my mind was just like, Boom. it was just amazing, and so I like. I learned those songs in and out, and I always loved, uh, I guess I grew up, I did know the Beatles, um, but yeah, Motown was like a real- Game, is a game changer. He's a game changer. I love, I love Motown. I think the songwriting is just, you know, the best. In this era of Wesleyan, when you're just discovering Motown, yeah. and you're just discovering these feels, and your brain for the first time is going, oh my God, there's so much. Uh-huh. From there, what were your, what were your like- favorite bands like other than Motown what was the oh, first stuff that you'd love to listen to honestly, and I, what did that spur like spurn on to I think into? I was a really really bad music listener for a while honestly yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I think that's something I was always kind of hearing things loving them but then kind of making my own stories that was always more of a mm. this is like the most pre- pretentious thing to say but I'm really more of a storyteller um, <laughs> but uh, that's accurate that's, that is accurate uh, but a storyteller but with really, a guitar yeah <laughs> but I really got into um when I was in my doing my master's, that's when I started like reading a lot about music history and getting into different. I always loved Queen. I will say, I always mm-hmm. loved Queen, uh, and I always knew the Beatles in and out. Um, I liked good songwriting, no matter where you found it, and I tended to like whatever songs stand the test of time. Yeah, those were ones that I always liked. There, there, yeah. there is something really special to tack on to what you're saying, and there's a, a timelessness to a lot of the music that really made the best impression on you when you were at your most impressionable. At the um, very beginning of your musical journey and adventure, doing composition after finding a lot of love in all of pop music. It's a kind of an interesting uh, position to take versus like a lot of classically trained musicians who really go uh-huh. from a more of a classical place. Yeah, the reason I kind of did all that classical stuff, and I really was a fan of film music, but I think part of it was to uh, 
prove to my parents that I was serious. <laughs> I mean, I really, I mean, I liked film music and I was really inspired, obviously, by what everyone loves, you know, Lord of the Rings score. It's just, it's anything Hans John Zimmer. Williams, but, uh, that's not Hans Zimmer. Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings is... Danny Elfman? No. no. Lord of the Rings I'm is... I'm, I'm, I, wait John a minute. Williams? I am 99% sure. Scorers. I am 99%... Liz, I am 99% sure that, no, it's okay. that, that while you Lord of the Rings check, is, law, is Hans Zimmer. While you fact-check uh, that... 50 bucks? GTS. I will bet you. I will bet you twenty bucks. Okay. Deal. I will bet you twenty bucks. Wait okay. On it. We have a, a, a bet going on live on this uh, show right now. So I'm while, about to be while, twenty bucks richer. God damn while, it, Liz. While we wait for him um, to tell us, I'm going to ask you yeah. if this was a way to impress your parents and to satisfy them that your trajectory was the right one, as opposed to the one that made you happy. Yeah, I mean, in the end of the day, my parents wanted me to be happy, but they also are realists. They're like, can you actually do this? Like, we want you to be happy, but we're not going to, you know. <laughs> we, did we give you all this money yeah. to go to a very, very prestigious university? <laughs> you know, no, yeah, I mean, there's that. There's also like, we can't support you and we're going to die at some point. So like, <laughs> so we want to make sure you're okay. And that, that, uh, that is peak realism right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so like, yeah, they definitely were like not, and I was, I was so like, I'm going to do it. And to me, <gasps> I'm an idiot. $20 richer. Yes, Boom. she is. It's no, I'm an idiot because I listen to those soundtracks backwards and forwards. It's Howard Shore. Who's in I'm the a, film? I'm an Who's idiot. In the film? I know. Anyway, I listen to those. I know those soundtracks by heart. Excuse me while we're talking about my trajectory. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I just lost 20 bucks. I'm sorry, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Anyway, Liz was uh-huh. right. Liz. Uh, I've lost my place. No, I remember. You were well, talking about. Place. What your parents uh, wanted. Oh, uh, yeah, you no, they do. were just, they just, you know, they, in some ways it's good because it makes you actually get serious and, and you're like, oh, well, I'll prove it. In some ways it wasn't the best. Like, I remember it made me question myself in a way that I wish now they look back on it. I think they would have done things differently, but no one, you know, you can always hindsight 2020. But I remember going to my friend's place. His dad was a well known actor from Wesleyan, and I remember going to his place. And I was working, actually, as I said, I did play writing as well. I had this big play uh, that was called Yalta. It was about this historical period. It was fascinating to me. So I wrote a play on it. And um, when I was working on it, anytime was, my parents would see me, I'd be like, you don't think this is real? You don't think this is real? <laughs> and, he, and I was so embarrassed that he, because I woke up early to work on it. We were at his, my friend's house. And he came down and was asked me what I was doing. I was so embarrassed, like, Oh, I'm gonna tell him about it. He's gonna, like he's gonna think that I was maybe trying to show him, trying to. T- I'm like I don't know. I was you know had yeah. What was embarrassing several, about it? I had several layers of shame. You were you were getting Catholic. over yourself. You, uh, were, you were. I got lots of layers. Explains it all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I had lots of layers, and so I was just so embarrassed. And he was like, "Well, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, it'd be a cool play." And I was just like, "I never heard that from my parents, really. Aww. Like if I well, no, it's not like that. They hadn't said it, but they." You know, everything was like, are you sure you don't want to be a lawyer? <laughs> totally associated with that feeling. The feeling of just like the, of not feeling respected for something that you genuinely love and care about. Well, and I mean, they can't see it as something real because yeah. they don't have any friends that work in that industry. They don't know that. But versus someone's dad who was like, you know, came, a legitimate actor. Yeah, and very successful. And and very, very, very like uh, not, not supportive is the word, but very encouraging mm. about it. And because he, he kept asking more questions about yeah, it. Yeah, it gave you that confidence yeah, boost. Yeah, confidence boost. 
I can only imagine the way that your parents reacted when they finally got to see their daughter's work. Yeah. That was a, a orchestral, or so they did come and see that play, which is actually a big thing. They saw Yalta. The, the yeah, pre- Yalta they were the at the play. premiere. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of like a thing on campus, so it was like very. It was like it was well received, and they came all that the way up good. from Baltimore, down from Baltimore <laughs> yeah. to Connecticut. Up, yeah, you're up, right. up, up. Yes, I always um, threw that up. No, yeah, and so then, but then I also did for yeah for my thesis, I did this 35 minute, 25 piece orchestration yeah there were like four movements or five yeah. movements or something like that it was big but it was like so my, my goal is to tell a story with just music think about like peter and the wolf sort of this deal mm-hmm. but um but trying to get everything across it just music dissonance is very cultural that we are like oh no something's wrong you know or like mm. uh and some things like a it's like very um like fast feet moving it's mm. almost biological built in us that we should be a little bit afraid mm. you know so I used like anything I could think of, which was very film music based and and built that up. All of this was fascinating to me. I loved doing all of it. But if you asked me what I wanted to do when I graduated, I would have said, oh, I want to songwrite the whole time. Yeah, I would have said that. And I was songwriting when I was in college as well. And I was songwriting since I was like four. I would always mm. songwrite. Uh, when did you pick up the guitar for the first time? Uh, for the very first time, my parents, you know, thought having a little bit of music was a good thing. So I did study piano when I was like six, but then I had learning problems. So I like, uh, what do you mean? I had ADD. You had ADD. I have it. High five. Likewise. There we go. Everybody in here has ADD ADD or has some form of learning Um, disability at any rate. Yeah. So like I had different things. So I kind of stopped for a while and then I picked it back up when Mm -hmm. I was in high school. Um, but then I, I kind of like got into guitar, but it was again, like, I was like, I want to play guitar because I wanted to play like Beatles songs and chords. And my mom was like, Aww. my mom signed me up for classical guitar lessons. <laughs> something very different. Very so, different. So, so yes, as you can see, it was like always leading classically. That was it was more real. So we um, respect that, Paul. Yeah. So, that was so that was when you were in high school. No, that was uh, in middle school. I middle played. School. I played like. I, but then you know, I really didn't want. I just wanted to learn a few chords and songwriting. And the guy kind of knew that. He would teach me some stuff, and he'd be like, and here are four chords. So I learned basically four chords, played a few songs, and I play. I knew enough because I had to, like, get emotions out in songwriting. But, yeah. like, only once I graduated from college did I start taking guitar seriously. This is such a cliched question, but do you feel music is the most effective art form in terms of accessing human emotion? I think different things work for different people. I mean, that's what I think. For me, it was good for songwriting. I saw this documentary when I was a kid on Amazing Grace, and ever since then, I wanted to sing like a gospel singer. Like, I was like, oh, I really want it. And I was this little teeny white girl from the suburbs. When did you see that? I was like six or something. So around around the time. Profound experience. Yeah, around the time you were learning to play music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could have been younger. I I was already singing all the time, but I just remember seeing that documentary and being like, Oh my God, people can sing like that. That's when you, amazing. When did you write your first song? I don't even remember, honestly. It was, no. They were saying I was like singing as soon as I could. There's stories of me sitting on the toilet writing a song. <laughs> as about, you do. About learning about the toilet. I don't know. <laughs> Stuff like that. And then you walk nice. out of the bathroom and you like, you just da, feel da, da, such. Da, 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 da. Hey. hey, I sang in the bathroom all the time. <laughs> One time I did it in my first grade bathroom in the classroom and I walked out yeah. and I, all, everybody like turned and laughed at me. And I was oh, so mad Elon. because I had totally forgotten that. Oh wait, shit! This there are people who can hear my... me. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, this is. I'm gonna curse. I guess that's okay. That's, that's totally fine. Okay, fine. Radio Free Brooklyn is a fucking open platform. Uh, the Onion just posted this thing saying like, 
in high school, he got called a pig fucker, but now he's pig fucking for the stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't that great? I haven't even posted that recently. My fa- I don't know. My favorite. <laughs> so, just while we're so whatever. Now, look, they laughed at you then, man. But now, look at you, look now. At you yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Radio free, <laughs> sure. Radio free. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Uh, yeah. You have a, a song uh, I was alluding to mm. that uh, is sorry, the yeah. first song that you wrote. No, I definitely have written like I. But this is the okay. first. I only remember this one. I only partially remember it. I was trying mm. to remember more of it. I think somewhere there's a recording. Um, somewhere but, but you uh, remember at least a portion of it and was yeah. this the first song you wrote at west no 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 no. this is um i think we're talking about the one i was in i was like 12 traveling man yeah well it's called i have another song called traveling man now but this one i wrote when i was very young and i was i was very into the medieval things mm. <laughs> and so i uh yeah if you anyone asked me what i wanted to be it was an adventurer in medieval times you know like um, hells yeah very much in my head hells yeah um yeah so i had this <laughs> like 12 i wrote the song about this man who abandons his family <laughs> in medieval <laughs> times terrible i know really there's like so much drama but i don't know it's called it goes, for i am a traveling man something like that but it goes the part the verse i actually remember that was the melody i can't believe I remember. The, uh, the verse i right remember on, is Liz. should i just do, do it. it. Do Got it. Do floor. it. Do it. I, um, <laughs> uh, it goes like, Once I met a girl with pearl white skin and brown braids. Sweet love had me a baby we made, and yet I don't know what became. Oh, when I'd hear the baby I'd fear, I'd left him alone in the dark. Oh, when I'd hear the baby, I'd fear I left him alone in the dark. That's gorgeous. Liz, that is beautiful. P.S. That's the first time I have ever heard that song. <laughs> That's good because Liz, we, that was we, we need a little bit of that fresh ears on this episode. Why don't we take a quick break? And when we come back, we will absolutely cover all the right bases about this new album and all of the trimmings around it. The wonderful, wonderful, delicious trimmings. Yes, with Elizabeth Hunter as our guest this week on Lost and Rewound. Radio Free. Perfect. in the studio, myself, Alon Danziger, joined by the lovely and talented Elizabeth Hunter. If you want to oh, hear yeah. any of our past episodes on Podomatic or SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify, I mean, we're all over the place. You can check us out online at any of those platforms. We recommend going to Podomatic first. You can download any and all of our episodes from previous weeks, and everything should be up to date at this point. Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> Lostinrewound.podomatic.com. 
I want to get to the clips that you brought for us this mm-hmm. week, Liz. Uh, this first clip is a... The, the, the stuff that you have to contribute is videos, uh, of which, obviously, the audio is certainly a dominant enough feature that you could sort of clue in the listener. <laughs> music videos are all based around the music, so... It's, right on. Yeah. Sure. I mean, the music is the most important part. However, you did provide us with videos, so we here in the studio will have some context. <laughs> At least I, who have never seen any of this before. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about this, uh, the college video we're about to watch, or the song that we're about to the hear. The song you're about to hear, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this song was one of those things that I call a great example of a therapy song, <laughs> which I think that, um, but it actually turned out pretty good. Usually I would say songwriting is a is a craft and I've learned that. I've actually like written with a lot of, I'm a professional songwriter, so I know it's a craft, but it's also a way to get out feelings and emotions. And sometimes those end up being okay. Most of the time, those are songs that aren't aren't for anyone but you. But this one was when I was in college. I remember I was like, I just needed to write it because of no other reason than anyone's reason in college. Someone of the opposite gender. <laughs> Not gender, <laughs> sexual preference. Sexual preference. There you go. Sexual preference. There you Let me go. get Beautiful. that correct. We got it. Well done. Yeah. And what did you have a name for the song? Uh, it was called Superman Strong. Let's do it.
wow. That was seriously. That was legit. That was right. Seriously, right? isn't she terrifyingly good? That was terrifyingly oh God. good. You guys are both saying that, and I'm sitting here being embarrassed. No, well, Liz, you were really that good. And ladies and gentlemen, the, that the, is the process. The of visual show. album coming out in the spring. It is something to be seen because, in fact, you will just see more and more of that. I have a few questions that came up after watching that. I uh, first am interested about the uh style it was done in a sort of a silent film-esque uh I, you know i can't filming. believe i never asked this was that 16 millimeter or 8 millimeter uh i you know honestly i was it looks I did like this, 16 i did this like little film program after i graduated yeah. from wesleyan so i read that song when i was in college and then you I filmed this, that after yeah right after i grad like immediately Wait, which after film program I, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, okay. I, was like, I'll tell you later. I don't know if it's even. No, it's porn. No, no, I don't even know. I don't Learn know. They, porn they, they let me do that student. on the side. No, 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 I don't think it was. A, I don't know if it's even accredited, really, or what if it still exists anymore. I don't even remember. But um, right. but yeah. So I did this like little film program, and you had to make like three different films, and what some of that camera work with mm-hmm. like the cameras were like really really old. They were like World War. Two? Yeah, Krasner Gross yeah. cameras. Yeah, they're 16 yeah, millimeters. This is why yeah, you, they kind of see my hands going in and out of time. It's not that it's not, I mean, it isn't real, but I was in time at the time. It's just that it's literally the it's film the camera, rolling the film in front not, of the yeah, lens the and being slightly being, off. It's the way the film used to be then. But it, unfortunately, seems. this is unlisted. I don't share it. I haven't shared this. Maybe. But Liz, why not? Such, why it's not? such a good song of yours. Yeah. And it's such a good video because I, it's so it's I'm, so an essence I'm of you. Better now. I don't know if I should show that old stuff. That old stuff is so, okay, See? ladies and gentlemen. Keep in mind, just yeah. just ref, let's reflect on that statement. Let's just reflect on on the implication. You mean of that to statement. tell me that a musician who comes on this show who has their own material is not really proud of the stuff that they used to do? <laughs> I, for one, am very shocked. I am shocked. Shocked, I tell you. A true testament to how much quality you have uh, uh, risen from there there i mean if that is something that you are not too proud of i can only imagine the kind of stuff right you're on. making no out. pressure <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, nothing uh, on the shoulders get it you all know, off. but you know actually that reminded me of i wanted to tell the story um you know there's like probably a lot of shame in my family in general or like embarrassment as you can probably tell but i definitely was a kid who felt very deeply constantly like deeper than I had a right to feel as like a certain age you know so I remember I this reminds me because you know when I was like I didn't think you could touch what I thought was gone and here I am like a 19 year old writing a song that I I thought that I couldn't love again you know but that's I mean that's such (laughs) it's it's such a good representation of that that's such a good experience it's definitely how I felt and but yeah it's it's funny it reminded me of this this song I wrote like a real done me wrong song when I was like it was like a serious I wish I could find it now. It's probably too bad for me to share on this. Uh, but I wrote this real done me wrong song and performed it in front of a Thanksgiving dinner when I was like eight. Wait, so when you were bit, eight years yeah, old? Yeah, like I was like eight years old. And I think I remember my like aunt turning to my mom being like, how much TV has she been watching? Like, it was just like, <laughs> like I felt deeply everything uh so so yeah anyways it's just kind of a funny it, it, i thought it was a funny nice. story now i'm not so sure anymore <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> did you do like any open mics or anything at the like local college pub or something like so that? i was yeah i think yeah you're it was something yeah an open mic yeah no that's the right words um <laughs> no i remember that i was 
very apparently my next door neighbor heard it quite a bit but i thought that no one could hear me you know i was just pouring my soul out but um but yeah i did do one open mic like i told one of my friends about it right before i was going and then she was like what really and she messaged a bunch of other friends and so i remember them coming and i played superman strong and like i remember like a a couple of my friends, that song was just played. Yeah. I remember a couple of my friends coming up afterwards. Whenever someone did this, it meant a lot to me. So I think always tell people when you think they're good, never don't do that. Yeah. Because there were a couple of experiences. One of my friend pulled me aside and was like, you are really good at this. Like you should keep doing this. You're really good. And that really made me feel like I knew I needed to get this out, but I just didn't know how good it was. And then another time I sang with the jazz orchestra and this guy came up to me afterwards and said, why haven't I heard you around campus? He was mad. He was like, why are you keeping this to yourself? Like I was being selfish by not singing more. And I know for some people, they, they, they wouldn't respond well to that. But for me, I always thought I was taxing other people by sharing my stuff with them. So it meant like a lot when he was like, you're taxing me by not sharing. That is the best validation I think any artist can get. That's amazing. Tell us about Let It All In. Let All In was probably a song. It was a fair amount of time between when I wrote it and when I produced it. When I graduated, I wrote it probably two years, three years later from then. Actually, I've never talked about this. I moved in with my ex at that time in Manhattan. And yeah, it was a weird transition for me. And transitions have always been hard for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I kind of wrote this song in response to that.
There you go. Yeah. I've reduced to... Right? It's just... It just takes you down, man. Sorry. Dodge it. It's the Matrix up in this bitch. No, literally. No, I'm not saying it like that. Sorry. No, you were saying it's after uh, you you see how it's quite affecting right um yeah well i i have a lot of comments uh but uh, none of them uh steer away from the simply gushing and flattering way so i, I don't know where to begin necessarily right. but since it is i who am seeing the video for the first time mm. and not yours um Indeed. if you don't mind um of course holy fucking shit right <laughs> yeah so first, first off the uh music video should be peeped immediately if you're listening to this right now do not hesitate go on to youtube video. and look up elizabeth hunter music ladies and gentlemen um but the song itself is gorgeous and layered and it's really well done the music video it's layered just as much as the song is so yeah. i thought that was really smart that was the right yeah on. the whole idea is like I don't know. I think in the when I my first music videos when I started doing, I tried to be very story based. You direct and, these yourself as well. Um. Well, yeah. I, I had one situation where I was with the director. I was like, "No, you're the director." And he's like, "Come on, you're the director." I do plan and storyboard them myself and like come up right with on. concepts. Yeah, it was very much like when I was thinking about what how to show this song. I just I think I thought it would be a really cool thing in the music video to show the way it's produced almost like about how it's a slow build and just to show that with the orchestra behind you mm -hmm. behind me um and so yeah we found a room that was just big enough to hold Where? all of us bushwick i think perfect you get um, all the space and did you know all the musicians personally or were they hired um well i knew a fair amount of them personally and then other ones were just friends of friends cool but yeah, no, it was an expenditure because I do. I they stayed there all day. So, yeah. So they were all very kind to me, but I gave them something. You know, it, it, right. this is the problem when you're uh, like, I can do things on my own. Musicians like working with me now. You know, and not, they don't. But like, if you're an artist, that's the tricky thing. When labels don't pay for the stuff anymore, you have to find ways. If your friend just turned down a thousand dollar gig or a six hundred dollar gig for the day. You've got to at least try to give them a hundred bucks, you know, for troubling, yeah. for their trouble. Sure. I've been on both sides of this. I've been a, a musician that's been hired to do a job and sometimes they've been my friend. I understand it from both angles. And then you were like, oh, you know, don't you want to play with me? Like, what do we, you know, it's not, I don't want a paid band. Mm. Um, but then there's also me being on the other side of it knowing, yeah, what's you got to make rent. What's <laughs> more important to you? Collaboration, knowing that you have been able to increase your breadth in terms of involvement in the community or having people come to you to seek out collaborating with you do you see yourself as somebody who can initiate more mm -hmm. than um effectively be sought out for a long time i was very self-conscious about ever reaching out to anyone ever which is mm -hmm. my it was my kryptonite i had learned to be out there more. getting back to the superman thing <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Super uh yeah strong. I like reaching out to people now. I really do. But it's very validating when people, especially people you respect, would reach out to you. That's a really validating thing. So I don't, I don't think I'm amazing at reaching out to people now, but I definitely, I basically, I got in a situation where, um, I think I've told you about this well, where mm. I was, I just was off that TV show. I was on just this New York star of the day. Oh, yes. Um, what channel was that on? <laughs> it's on New York Fox 5. Oh, yes. Okay. Ernie Anastas is, in Ernie, fact, the host. Yes, Ernie Anastas. Wow. Um, oh, yeah. So I was I was just off that TV show, and, like, people, I guess, were noticing me a little bit. I had met this guy who worked at Republic and, you know, before, through something, and he, 
he reached he called me into his office and then you know we had like a meeting i guess he checked me out before like you know mm-hmm. my stats and stuff and he was like Elizabeth, you don't do social media. <laughs> like you don't do like I didn't really do any. I just was so embarrassed. I just didn't know how to do it. We don't deal with those non-social no. media Produce people. No, it doesn't. Or... They don't have any money left for um, development. They don't have any money for uh, development anymore. Yeah, for artists, that's just not mm. how it works. And artists do it themselves now. Like mm-hmm, they have yeah. a huge YouTube presence, huge those things. Instagram, and I just, Instagram. Whatever. You know, I've been told that I needed to do it before, but I hadn't been like called into a. Uh, like, you know, a big guy's office and him saying, I want to sign you, but I can't because you have no following on social media whatsoever. That's so heartbreaking. And so I just remember. That's a gigantic kick in the face. And so, yeah, so that was enough of a kick in the face that now I was like, okay, so I got to do it. There's no choice in the matter. Mm. And now, actually, I love it. And it's just because over time, I just... I started to do it in ways, but I knew I had to feel like me while I was doing it. So it probably took me a bit longer, but I love my Instagram followers. I'm mostly on Instagram. Mm. I love it. Like I would, while I was working on this album, I would post things in process. When I was insecure, I was like, do I want it to be big like this, like a big production? Or do I want to pull it back? And so I'd show both versions and my fans will just comment. I like it this for this reason, mm. or I'll do something with a two, three beat and versus a four, four beat. And they'll be like, oh, I like this more for this reason. And I have musicians follow me that actually give me really cogent advice. And I also have people who just love music. They give me what they feel more. Uh And I find that to be so useful and a wonderful interaction with fans. And I think I've really become a better version of me from doing this while I was also learning how to produce myself. This kind of happened simultaneously. Now I'm like, I don't want to know if I want a record deal. (laughs) So there. I mean, Liz, you're (laughs) rocking. I mean, you're rock. I mean, I mean, like your Instagram game is top notch. But on top of that, I'm pretty sure your Instagram feed knows you better than any human being on the planet. Well, there you go. So Mm -hmm. where can people find you on Instagram anyway? Uh, Elizabeth Hunter Music. That's, oh, yeah. So, at Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hunter, Hunter Music, Music on YouTube and Instagram. Correct. We've gotten those out of the way, but you still need to uh, play a song for us here in the studio. You did bring your guitar with you. As you guys know, I'm not the best at transitions. And <laughs> I was coming back from London and yes. I was, you know, just having a tricky time of it. So, it's, we're going to, I'm going to send us out. No, no, it's not sending it, us out. <laughs> a song about, it's kind of a bit about depression. Keep uh, singing. There you go. Yeah. Keep singing. Here on Lost and Rewound with Liz Hunter. Here we go. I wish I knew, I wish, I wish I knew what I was feeling. I wish I could put into words with what it is I'm feeling. And I hope that you can understand that I just need some love from you, a kind of word, a helping hand that I can't tell you why I do. The more I try to understand, the further away it gets from me. And only in this song do I find relief. So I'll keep singing, I'll keep singing till my throat runs dry. Oh, I, I'll keep singing. It's a gift, don't know if it's a curse, but I do know that plenty, plenty have it worse. So I'll keep saying, I wish I knew, I wish, I wish I knew how to stop feeling. I wish I knew, I 
shut off the flood and get some even keeling. And though I built up things to do, a checklist to stave off the blue, it helps, I swear, and so do you. But sometimes there's nothing to do but find where I left my guitar and curl myself into a ball, turn on a light and press record and send my thoughts out to the world, to a bunch of strangers on the net who I have never met. Don't know if this is healthy yet, but I do know that I'll keep singing, I'll keep singing till my throat runs dry. That was splendid. Mm. Splendid, Liz. This is, this splendid. is Will's favorite song. I would call this a therapy song. Uh, it is. It but is, it is Will's favorite song, it is, so it I is. had to play it. But no, no, but I mean, I have been heaping a lot of praise on you today to, on this lovely, lovely episode. But You're like, the pillow fluff for this episode. I really fucking am, all right. But um, <laughs> that song really does mean a lot to me. Did you, you put it on, it was the on. the first verse on, you, on YouTube and yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I saw it on the Instagram feed and it. And it made me better in a moment when I really be, needed to be made better. It's become... That's the best compliment I really get from people. Sometimes when I post something, someone will say, I had a crappy day. This just made my day good. Yeah, you know, and people say stuff like that. I'm also, I'm, I've been a little bit negligent recently because I've been working on other projects with posting on my Instagram and I want to be better about that. It's like a hit of endorphins. This has been really an inspirational episode. talk that we've been having with yeah. you. <laughs> How do you feel after listening to some of the tracks that you have... Uh, not been as comfortable playing to the strange world. You mean like the earlier stuff that I didn't produce? Is that what mm. you're saying? Um, some of them I'm very proud of. Some of them, because I was always in the room with for any track. I could never just give it and leave. It just never worked for me. I never got what I wanted. So I was always in the totally room. Totally get that. I know. I, I feel bad that I think it was a bit frustrating to those producers because I didn't <laughs> quite know what I wanted. I feel bad about that. Um, but also some some of them I look back and I'm like, I'm still proud of what we did. We got what I wanted, but some of them we didn't. And I just, time was up. We had to put something out. Would you, you ever know? play, would you ever play them live? Differently than I produced them? Sure. Um, yeah, no, I definitely, I also think about always doing my own arrangement of them now. Let it all in. But I often think like, oh, if I produced it, how would it be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I definitely like, that was a co-production. I would say that that's probably what it was. I handled none of the tech. You know, I was like, this is kind of the basic beat I want. And then he would make it better because that was always my. And then I would, I orchestrated. So I would sing, this is the string line and I'd sing it or I could write it out on paper, <laughs> but I couldn't program it. When can uh, somebody who's out there listening uh, hear you or see you performing live? When's your next show, Liz? Oh, yeah. I'm um, about that. <laughs> yeah, about that. Actually, I I have I just played a few shows because I was just working on my new loop set. Um, and I'm going to schedule more. So this is really bad. I just focusing on getting those music videos out right yeah. now. So that's oh, really yeah. where my focus is. But so, um, uh, more on the social media front. Sorry. If you follow me on Elizabeth Hunter Music on Instagram, 
I always post my shows and I usually do at least once a month because I just don't want to get out of practice. But yeah. sometimes I just let people know right before and I will just text people and I'll yeah. post it once on my Instagram. If you care enough to pay attention, you'll know what it is. Beautiful. No overcompensating. It's all uh, no overabundance, I should say. At Elizabeth Hunter Music yeah. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um. I will say this, and what I was, and, and the thing that I was going to say before is that is that the one thing that you say to me pretty regularly that actually does sort of just keep me going is that we are just learning every day. Then you have to get comfortable with learning something new every day because that's how you become a better artist. Hey, I just learned Shaky Graves yesterday for this track. I you was should be doing. really proud of that, Liz, because <laughs> I mean, like roll, you, you roll learned the, it. Roll the something. Roll the bones, and you learned that song, that's and and hard, then man. not only learned it, Shaky but you Graves. riffed on it in like less than eighteen hours. Like Liz, that's pretty fucking incredible. And but here's the thing: it was it's you. You know, you've made me better as an artist in a really short period of time, mm. and that's something that your music does for me and that's something that you do for me just as a person so mm. ladies and gentlemen if you want some inspiration and you want some joy in your life check out elizabeth hunter music indeed thanks so much for liz uh being here on the show no problem and that'll about do it for us this week i'm alan danziger and i'm will hasty signing off for another edition of lost and rewound you're listening to radio free brooklyn Ta-ta.
upcoming album coming out in the spring. Still untitled, but when it has a title... You don't, you don't it have will, to keep bringing up this untitled. I, I, I mean it only in jest, my friend. Who needs a name when you have the body of work speaking yeah. for itself? Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be like the white album. We'll just all be white in the nice, front, you know? Nice. Be nothing on it. I'll be, <laughs> no, I'll be like, it's not that I wasn't prepared. This is a statement. Sure, <laughs> sure. So, Untitled. Actually, the album. Um, 